the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. That was a struggle to put that tweet out, and I think I fucked it up. <laughs> As I was releasing it, I was like, bitch, you didn't even spell check that. Artie Lang, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Artie Lang. Yeah, I fucked it up. Whatever. I didn't do the right thing. The colon was fucked up. Yep. Damn. Whatever. People figured out. Artie Lang, ladies and gentlemen. Artie Lang can play some fucking pool. Oh, yeah, man. You got a pool a table. Comeback. You got a pool table out there. I didn't get this body running 10 miles a day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we played a couple of games of pool, but you, uh, you kicked some ass, too. It was fun. Uh, yeah. It was fun. Uh, did you play in a pool hall as a kid or something? Yeah. yeah well, I tore my ACL when right. I was 21, and uh, I couldn't work out until I got it fixed. So uh-huh. my friend John Tobin, who was a stand-up comic mm-hmm. from New York, uh, he we he and I used to meet at this pool hall and just shit away our days, you know, right. we were comics. Right. And uh, I just started playing obsessively. I got I got hooked yeah. on playing in tournaments. And yeah, I went through a nutty time where I couldn't stop playing pool. I had all these delusions of grandeur that I was never have to work again because you know, I like like Jackie Gleason and the Hustler with the chubby fingers going ace in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's so classic. Deuce right? in the, deuce, deuce in the, when Paul Newman goes, look at that little chubby guy. <laughs> Walking around like a chubby ballerina. Look at the way he moves, like a dancer. (laughs) That's playing a violin. Stick stuck between his chubby little fingers. Yeah, that is an amazing movie. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Absolutely. Uh, Jackie Gleason's a hell of an actor, man. Yeah, we were saying Jackie Gleason might have been like the best celebrity pool player ever. Like, Jackie Gleason can run 100 balls. It's like, hard to find somebody. Uh, he almost uh, beat Moscone once, I think, in straight pool. Didn't, but almost did. Didn't, but almost did. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. That yeah. sounds like some bullshit that Italians <laughs> say over the fire. Well, there was this one time. Jackie Gleason, he had him on the fucking ropes. <laughs> he had him on the ropes. <laughs> fucking Moscone didn't. He was shitting himself. Couldn't believe it. This guy's going to be better than me at everything. Yeah, I also have an uncle who told me he struck out Dominic DiMaggio. So I don't know. Oh, Dominic DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio's retarded brother. <laughs> no, a lot of people don't he wasn't. About. That retarded. <laughs> was it a real Dominic? There was. There was, real there was a guy? Vince, Dominic, oh, and Joe. I didn't know. I didn't know. I they, was making that up. They all died broke. Really? Pretty much. It's pretty. After the 1989 San Francisco earthquake, that's where Joe DiMaggio lived. Cops found him walking around the city in a daze with a suitcase full of six hundred thousand dollars in cash. So it was all from baseball card signings and shit. And wow. Yeah. How weird. Mm-hmm. Was he? Was he just getting crazy? As he got he was. He was starting to lose it. He was starting to lose it. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe pussy was that strong. I bet it was. I Sounds like her and Rita Hayworth had. Magical fucking twats. Yeah. Broke a man. <laughs> like, apparently, to his girl, like, he used to leave flowers on her grave. Like, yeah. Right? And Sinatra with Ava Gardner. Yeah. Some yeah. chicks know how to sling it. Well, <laughs> was Richard, Richard Price as a. I don't know why businesses always complaining. They got half the money and all the pussy. And <laughs> 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 uh, what the fuck? Could there be a more truer statement made about life? Yeah. And there's some women that just have. Their, 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 their currency, like their social currency, is worth just so much more than you can ever afford. I know. So you're so happy to just be with them. And Absolutely. I think like Marilyn Monroe was just so powerful. She was. was. Like trying to hold on to a tornado or something. Like, good luck keeping her. Well, like, that's exactly what you were, they were trying yeah. to do. Yeah, so it drives you crazy. Yeah, who's the other guy? Was it Ginsburg? Who did she live with as well? She Arthur with... Miller. Arthur Miller. That's yeah. right. And, uh, who's the, and uh, Artie Shaw. Yeah, three I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a film historian. Are you really? 
I'm an historian in a lot of ways, I, like especially in sports. I tell you what, I don't know how I know this. I don't know, I have no idea how I remember this, but you give me the year between 1949 and the year 2000. So what, 51 years? I'll give you the two teams who were in the World Series and who won. Holy shit! I don't know why I know it. If you want to do a couple, uh, I'll do it, and then we'll get out of this. I wouldn't even know. Does I'll anyone, does anyone know who won you. a World Series? These, these two guys, they don't fucking pay attention to sports. What am I on the View? You're on. You're on. <laughs> you the, don't know any like World view. Series title. I literally have no idea who won this year. I don't uh, know uh, who's uh, the World uh, Series champion this year. Right. I don't know who won last year. Really? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. Mm. I know it sounds sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. I guess if you don't like baseball, do, do, you, do you like football? Right? I don't even watch football. Uh, you, you just watch that MMA shit. I watch kickboxing. <laughs> what is that? I watch What's the jiu-jitsu. difference? What's the difference? I watch MMA. I watch it's those all things. It's the same shit. And I watch boxing, and that's all I pay attention to. Boxing, I love Mayweather I love and the Pacquiao. Yeah, what do you think? I think Mayweather is a very clever man, yeah. very clever man, and setting the fight now is a good time. It's a very good time. I think so financially, it's too. It's a good time financially, but it's also a good time for him as far as like success-wise. Manny Pacquiao was extremely dangerous just a few years ago, like maybe even more so than he is now. Like when he so beat he Margarito. Lost, he lost some steps, though. There's a thought, and it may not be correct, because his last fight against Brandon Rios, he looked really fucking good. And then okay. Chris Algieri, he looked really fucking good. I mean, he looks good, dude. He's a, he's a beast. I okay. mean, Manny Pacquiao is a beast. I know. I understand that. But I've seen him fight. the thought is the Marquez knockout, when Manuel Marquez knocked him out, knocked him out dead, cold, one okay. right hand, bam. And the thought is, when a guy gets turned off like that, like maybe there's a little something that he lost. Maybe there's a little step. It might. It's not always correct. Sometimes guys bounce back from a knockout and they're fine. It totally varies on the individual. But you, not a lot you of boxers. Look. Ali always says after Frazier hit him with that first left in the first fight, he was more apprehensive than he ever was in his life. He said it cost him the fight against Spinks and Foreman because all he saw was that fucking, the fucking well, he left beat, hook. He, he beat hits Foreman, him. yeah. He yeah. Him, boom, man, and yeah. it, it affected the rest of his life. It was a launching left hook too. Oh Joe my Frazier guy would throw himself. Feet were off the ground, man. Did you ever watch the fight between George Foreman and, and Joe Frazier? Yes, yes. That's and insane. I, I like Frazier, too, but it's classic uh, Howard Cosell. <laughs> Foreman was just something different back then, man. Yeah, he was just yeah. something different. He was yeah. hitting guys like 20%, 30% harder than anybody ever seen. Fight night back in the 70s was fun, man. It was fun. Oh, yeah. I remember being a kid really getting like, wow, you know, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching those ABC Wide World of Sports. Alexis Arguello would fight. Uh, Arguello prior. Mm -hmm. Remember the two Arguello? Way O'Prior fights? Yeah, incredible. The, the, the one they thought uh, 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 Pryor's <laughs> fucking manager put, put schnapps in his, uh, to get him going. Well, they thought it was Coke. Oh, okay. That's but what I, the thought but, was. But then he said it was liquor, maybe. That doesn't make any sense. More likely it was Coke. <laughs> if someone gave me a bunch of peppermint schnapps, I would not want to fight, no. Right. Well, not only that, I don't think you could just drink. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think you could just drink Coke. Like, if someone puts cocaine in a glass... There's and mixes coat. it with water. There's the liquid coat that you shoot in your nose. Dude, I'm sure you can. Can you just, just drink it? Can yeah, you just I'm sure drink you it? could. It's Dude, pick up Stevie Ray Vaughan's book. About drinking Coke? Yeah. He, uh, the, uh, for about uh, two years, he woke up every morning and dissolved cocaine into a glass of Jack Daniels and drank it like Rocky drank the eggs. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> really? Yeah, because the nummies, the, when, when you're done with doing the line, you always put the nummy on your tongue or on your teeth. Right. And it makes your whole mouth numb. So drinking it must make your whole body numb. Or and especially in whiskey. So it's like wow. it's an upper and a downer, you know. Wow. 
That's basically a, living, basically a living hell. Well, the, he was just uh, apparently, <laughs> I mean, Richard, uh, or uh, Aaron Pryor, rather, later in his career, he had a real problem with drugs and a real right. problem with cocaine. And so it was very likely that he might have had that problem even while he was like an elite athlete. Right. And if you gave him just a little bit in the corner, like, there's no drug test. But those fights, I, I'll give you another fight as a, as a boxing fan. Iran Barkley and Duran. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. Roberto Duran showed that even though he was like, he was in his 30s at the uh, time. Iran Barkley was bigger, stronger. Mm. Iran Barkley had knocked out Tommy Hearns. Did he knock out Hearns before that or after that? Uh, before. Before. Yeah, Iran Barkley was terrifying. And Roberto Duran boxed his face off the same way he did to Davey Moore. Yeah, I just, exactly. I just wish he would have done it to Leonard. I, just, I guess maybe he couldn't find them, whatever. Go grab no. them and just beat them up. Who knows what happened, man, that second fight. Sanction, Frank Sinatra got paid. That's what happened. It could be that. A lot of yeah. people thought that he was paid to take a dive, that Duran took a dive. A lot of people thought that Duran ah, just I, didn't train and just partied like a fucking wild animal well, after he beat Leonard the first time. Duran, one of those, he was one of those guys who won $4 million in a fight, and then two months later, after a bunch of booze and cocaine and new shoes, he needs a fight again. He, yeah. he gets like these big white gold shoes, and he gets heavy, and then he needs to box again. He's a classic story, man. He's a classic story. I love Roberto Duran. Oh, he's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Diaz got me his book many, many years ago because we would always sit around and talk about Roberto Duran. Right. Uh, Joey's a huge Roberto Duran fan, so he gave me his book. It's amazing. The guy had an incredible life. I'm sure he did. A lot of boxers, if you think about it, probably have. You know, they're brought up nuts, I think. Yeah, it's hard to be at the, the highest level without being a little nuts. Yeah, you got to nurture the physicality and then the anger. And then before you know it, you got a pit bull that attacks your neighbor. <laughs> That's what you want. I was watching a video of Mike Tyson from 87 yeah. training with Kevin Rooney, and they were hitting mitts. And you see young Mike Tyson, who was like, I don't think he was like 20 or something at the time. <laughs> I don't know how old he was, but he was just fucking these mitts up just, right. bang, bang, just move so fast for heavyweight and all that bobbing and weaving shit that he used to do like he bobbed and weaved after every combination every combination he would throw on the pads bang, he'd go bang, down he was short and he would yeah you'd, they'd miss him yeah dude he but even in the pads like that's how he did it when he was working the pads he just was constantly in motion yeah something but, else yeah yeah a, a mental a mental thing happened and it was it you know that's what i think emotionally you got to stay tough a long time man yeah. you, I mean, even Ali went, but he lasted long enough. But uh, Tyson, you know, a couple of years, and then he went crazy. And I don't blame him for. I'm not saying I, I don't blame a guy for going crazy. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the men who live in that Kardashian house. They all eventually go nuts. Yeah. That that's atmosphere. Like Lamar Odom starts mm -hmm. smoking crack, and you know. You know of course, uh, Bruce Jenner has a pussy. You know. Not yet. <laughs> well, no, he's yeah. getting one. Yeah, it's it, it's really difficult to believe. Well, to be at a, a, the level that a Mike Tyson was at his point in life at a really young age, 20-year-old champion of the world, you know, he's he's out there doing whatever he wants to do, basically, right. buying Bentleys, crashing them, giving them to cops. I mean, he was just off the chain, crazy. He owned a lion. I mean, he was just crazy. Right as you, now, can yeah, yeah. you can't get any crazier, and you can't keep that up. It's like that's not a sustainable life. No, I, I uh, listen. I don't live a sustainable life, so much less that. I uh, I've decided that uh, something's got to change. I mean, I'm pushing fifty. What's got to change? I don't know. Career, a, a, a U.S. Life pool style. Circuit? Certainly not the career. It's the only thing that makes me money. I'd love to shoot pool, let's, but I'm not that good. Let's make it happen. You just train. <laughs> we get you. That's the show. That's the reality show. Marty Lang I, I, joins I, I, the pro uh, tour. Joe, we, we've known each other a long time. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta stop. I gotta get out.
I'll have a party or something. You're going to have a party and stop what? <laughs> Working. Just done. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm going to buy a huge chair and <laughs> eat myself until I fit into it. <laughs> I don't know. I I, uh, I got road coming up. You like doing the road still? I like doing the road because I go with my friends. I bring comics yeah. that I like to open for me and we have fun. Yeah. How many guys you bring? Depends. Sometimes uh -huh. two, sometimes one. I like I like going on the road with a friend. See, I've tried that. I've tried bringing friends of mine that, to open for me, and I still uh, miserable. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mostly because I, I don't let them in my room. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they come to group. I like a lot of them, but I, I it doesn't get me over the the lazy the multiple shows in one night where you got to reboot and then get yeah. back up. You know, the multiple shows are tricky if you uh, free ball your material a lot because you get to that second show, you're like, I'm not exactly sure if I did this this show or last show. I know you almost got to tape it. Yeah. Oh no, that's happened a bunch of times. When I repeat a joke. Yikes! Holy shit! No, I was like... drunk once in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, it's like midnight. There's a 400 pound guy sitting in the corner, and I start to tell the same joke I told about 20 minutes before. Mm. <laughs> the four pound guy's got like khaki shorts on he's got his hands closed like this and as i start the joke he just goes did it <laughs> he just said did it with a real real mad look on his face and oh stopped me and i God. said oh, oh thank you That's <laughs> i appreciate hilarious. you coming to rehearsal <laughs> they get hostile though it's all right man i'm not trying to fuck with you i made a mistake <laughs> Some people just demand perfection. Yeah. Well, this guy didn't look like one of them. They get very angry if there's any mistakes going on. <laughs> live performance by an intoxicated man who you love. Well, you know, guy comes all the way to see you. He's got to fucking treat you like that. How dare he? He lived across the street. He looked like David Beckham. <laughs> Was he beautiful? Uh, do you think it's gay that I feel Chad Ochocinco is David Beckham dipped in fudge? Um... <laughs> First of all, I think it's a huge insult to Chad Ochocinco because he's <laughs> really? far more you like physically him? beautiful. You like him? Well, he's just oh, way looks, more of looks an athlete. Wise. Oh. Yeah, I mean, his. If you looked at both of them naked, you would definitely be able to tell if it was in black and white who's who. <laughs> you know, uh, if you, they're both the same color. Chad Ochocinco is a different kind of athlete. I guess so. That guy's a fucking freak athlete. Yeah, but he's fucking up. He's not around. He's not well, doing his thing. It's hard to keep that going. Like yeah. we talked about earlier. It's hard it's to keep hard. it. We're well, talking yeah. about him, so we know who he is. If we know who he is, a lot of people know who he is, which means he probably, at least for a short period of time, made a fuckload of money. And before that, probably didn't have any money. See, so I think I, I, don't, I don't think you're given, you know, his problems enough merit. I mean, I agree with everything, but the man did change his name to Ocho Cinco. It's eighty-five in Spanish. If you're, if you're normal, you don't do that. But we are talking about him. Yeah, sure. I mean, we can talk about Hitler too. What, what, what no. is it? What's the criteria? What do you want to talk about? I think for no, but I think for those guys is what I'm saying. To those guys, like for it's important to get your players, name out there. Movie stars, yeah. whatever. You know, I think that's a good move to call yourself Ocho Cinco. We're. T I mean, otherwise. It, I don't know. I don't follow sports, so I w really wouldn't know. Well, I don't have a jersey number, so I'm. A, you know, I'm, I'm going to change my last uh, my last name to my cholesterol level in Spanish, which is, of course, Artie Cuatro dos Ocho. That's going to get me a lot of pussy. That's hilarious. <laughs> what else have you been up to? You just do this on the road, basically in the yeah. UFC. I do still do the UFC. Oh, commentator. and what's your UFC schedule? My God, you're, you're like so busy. <laughs> I'm pretty busy, but yeah. it's all stuff I like doing, so it doesn't uh -huh. bother me. This weekend, it's at the Staples Center. And you LA. do every every match? No, no, I don't do everyone. There's a lot that I don't do. There's a lot that uh, are uh, like 
the Fox Sports Night ones. Most of those I don't do. Some mm -hmm. of them I do do. But uh, what we do, what we're doing recently is we have a bunch of guys in here and we watch the fights and do a podcast, a live yeah. podcast while we're watching the fights. That's really fun. Yeah. I did that with the Super Bowl because I had a $30,000 bet on it and it was kind of weird to see what happened. I won five grand. Jesus Christ, son. I won five. I lost on the fucking coin toss, two grand. Did you really? Immediately, you know? Pissed you had a two thousand dollar coin toss. I, I was down two grand before the game started. Terrible. But I ended up up five G's. I had the Patriots and I had the uh, Patriots and the over. Dude, you like gambling. That's one thing I can tell. As soon as we moved to gambling tonight, we uh, it was uh, Brian Regan wanted to hustle us. <laughs> we had to play a twenty dollar game of nine ball. I thought I, I ended up walking away with a double sofa. Yeah, he won. Two fives are mine. And he got out like four or five balls in a row. Like not not an easy out. You got uh, out. Uh, no, I appreciate. We played one that. game and already cleaned it up. No, no, we didn't. You, nice. you, you won the first. You, you didn't bet on the first two. You won. Well, we were just playing, and then Regan wanted to hustle us. I thought he was going to pull out the real game. Yeah, Regan looks like maybe he grew up in one of those, you know, Irish neighborhoods. Want to play, matey? <laughs> <laughs> matey. How's your better pool game, matey? All of a sudden, he's a fucking pirate. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, no, I, thought, I was trying to do Charles Dickens. Right? Oh, I got confused. I never know what that guy sounded like. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, that was a fun time. Are you enjoying doing podcasting now? No. <laughs> Why don't you like it? Listen, I, I'm not. I'm not an ambitious guy. My point is, like you know, the Rob Lowe, like the Artie Lang. I'm more like the stop caring Rob Lowe. You know, I'm that guy, like in the contract. Oh, I, right, that commercial uh, with the yeah, caveman Rob Lowe. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm the other guy. So, uh, you know, the podcast, I mean, I, I do it in my kitchen. I've been late eight times. <laughs> <laughs> but what don't you like about it? You're so good on the radio. What would you I not like, like about I like being on the radio. I like, I, like t I like talking like this and saying stuff on the radio. You don't like organizing it and doing anything yourself? Uh, no, I just let everybody else do it, but then uh, eventually I need something done properly and... It's a mess, man. Well, it's that just seems food. like a logistics thing. That seems yeah. like that could be handled. Look, you're a really fucking funny guy. Oh, For you well, to not have a podcast would be ridiculous. Well, you know, you, you've Joe. been in a, a couple, there's a couple problems that you've had over the last few months about tweets and shit like that. Right. We read those tweets off. We were fucking howling. Oh, thank we didn't, you, We didn't man. think there was anything wrong with it. I got on Twitter. I said, look, this is hilarious. Like, oh. you th do you think he really means what he's saying? Oh, of course. That's why it, they're, they're so stupid. It's I so mean, stupid. I, These are jokes. No, you know, it, it really is, uh, it really is gross. And neither one of those things you said was mean spirited. It was funny shit. No, it was and, funny, self deprecating. And in, the one, listen, and, and in the one where I'm Thomas Jefferson and the black uh, girl Carrie <laughs> Champion's the, sh the slave, where Carrie Champion is my slave. And I'm I'm her master. I point out that I I do not ejaculate until she escapes. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that you would have I'm, her beat you and you'd come all over yourself? No, what no, did you say? I'll go one further. I, I'm saying when I, <laughs> no, see, when I see an African-American woman get her freedom and break free from the chains, I just blow a load all over the place. Oh, so you have to see the freedom happen in order for you to come. It's so just, you're, a, you're a freedom justice warrior. <laughs> Let jism ring. <laughs> oh, how dare you. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with you being incredibly excited and sexually aroused at a woman achieving freedom. I think that we should all be. Another wrong that. Can you think? Do you think you are capable of coming equally for a man achieving freedom, or maybe a gay man, no, no, or a no. transgender I man? Think, I don't think I could come for a man. You got to come across the board, and everybody will be happy. Well, Just come I, when people get I free. Don't think I could come for a man. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think it's possible. And I got nothing free. against the <laughs> man getting free. Oh, a man getting yeah, free. Yeah, man getting free. Like the same way for a, a, a slave male. I'm, I'd be more happy about it. I'd just be clapping. But it's just, you're, uh, look, yeah, it's a controversial. Of course, that's what comedy's about. You know, and I, look, 
I, I know you're trying to be funny. It's funny. It's what it is. It's not like you're some fucking politician that right. says some nutty shit that nobody expected out of nowhere off camera, and you catch him like this is his real beliefs. Yeah. Like, whoa, we just found out that Artie loves slaves. Like, no, you, you're a fucking comic. Yeah, you like wanna... I, exactly. Like I'd really hire, like, get a slave in my house. Oh, it, made, it made me angry. And it made me angry, very angry. It was terrible. It's just so silly. And it cost me something. It cost me an appearance on a talk show, which I didn't care about, but still, they, they took something from me. And that's when they're happy. We got it from you. Boom. Now go fuck off. We win. But you, they don't. They don't. You know I why? hope not. Because we'll see you, what happens. You've got a lot of people on your side with that. Yeah. you got a lot of people who enjoy that kind of comedy. I always talk about Brian Holtzman. Like how he, has, he says ridiculous, cruel shit. But I think it's hilarious because I know him. He's a sweetheart of a guy. But he used to do this joke about Susan Smith. Right. Remember the chick who drowned her kids? He goes, sure. He goes, I heard those kids were bad. I heard they sat that close to the TV. They never put away their blocks. Those kids will not be missed. You got to see him doing it to understand. Right. Like, you can't take it out of context. You got to see his whole act. It's ridiculous. He says a bunch of really, and then he laughs at himself. He's being funny, and it's it's an art form, just like a violent movie's an art form. Right. You're not really killing people. Well, when, they, when uh, just to prove your point, well, I, I went to Match.com after I broke up. They give you a, a form thing you have to fill out, and you have to be honest in the questions. I could I could never be honest in those questions. I got a girl that looks. Looks like she's an ISIS if I did that. So I I, uh, <laughs> I got to the part where I said, "What's the worst thing you've ever done?" And I put I actually put that down to see what kind of reaction I get. And uh, the worst I one time I had sex with a retarded girl, and to get rid of her, I put her on a bus. <laughs> how, how did that work? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen her since. But did, no, I mean it's for Match.com. Did you put that on? I didn't get the date. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to get into that either. That's shocking. I bet just people didn't think it was really you. I bet they didn't want to get catfished. Who would they think it is? Someone pretended to be you, just <laughs> writing retarded shit. They probably didn't think it was you. That's the only reason why it didn't work. Now that people know it's you, check that page later. I, you know, yeah, I don't have, I don't have time. <laughs> so you you like doing this you just don't like the hassle that comes with like organizing it and... yeah yeah i'm not an organizer i'm not a preparer i'm not a preparer but so you just want to show up and be Artie lang yeah no, they're letting me do that pretty much but you know who cares about that or it's got people got to start listening otherwise they just do something else i thank god i got my stand up and you know but you don't think people listen to your podcast like what do you mean well, I mean, there's not a ton of people listening to it, no. Well, you're doing this subscription-based thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But That's... I can't get sponsors. I called people. What do you mean you can't get sponsors? Oh, because I said a couple of things. Listen. <laughs> say, just say you're sorry. <laughs> say you're sorry, Uncle Artie. I refuse! <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think you can get sponsors. I don't think there's a fucking question in the world that you, 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 you could get sponsors. The only offer I had was sphincterine, the ass mint. It's an ass mint? And you put it in your ass after to clean everything up before someone eats it out. <laughs> yeah, that might kill people. You be careful about that. That stuff that's like give you toxic shock of the asshole. Would you like them? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. uh, I don't know, Johnny. I appreciate, you, buddy. You're a good man. Uh, I think you, it's just you're hard. A good, you're a good friend. I, I've just given up. Don't give up. I mean, it's I just, just I'm not giving up. I just okay. don't care. Look at me. This is what I look like. I don't care. Yeah, but you do care enough. You care enough to be funny. You care enough to make those funny tweets. No, I gotta keep. <laughs> don't make you son of a bitch. Come no, on. I gotta make money for my mother. Is it? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah my mother. She's on like she'll be on welfare if it wasn't for me. This, uh, this is crazy. I gotta get out of this. Wow. Not this. I'll stay here. You mean comedy? 
You mean doing comedy or podcasting? Like, what do you? you... I I could do podcasting. You know, I don't know. You could do podcasting. I do it. Do it, but you keep going. Uh, Yeah. If someone like sets it up for you and makes it nice, I have it set up, but it's not in a studio. I think the, what a lot of people are doing wrong is they're trying to get paid from podcasting right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 kind of hard to do that. I know Anthony's been pretty successful, Anthony mm-hmm. Cumia. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a very, very devoted following already on his, like he had that video podcast set up right. before we ever did it. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Anthony has a fucking full studio in his basement with a green screen. Wow. He's had that since like... 2006 or something mm. fucking crazy like that. He's always experimented online. I mean, he's just kind of a tech genius. Right, right, right. See, I'm not, so, though. So he built up this following, and then he started hire, you know, having people do subscriptions when he left Opie and Anthony. But I think that if you start off, look, I've listened to some of your podcasts. They're hilarious. No. You're a funny fucking dude, no, man, no, always. Thank you. thank you. You're always funny. I even I, enjoyed you on that uh, Nick DiPaolo show where you couldn't swear. Uh, yeah, no, that was fun. It was fun working with Nick. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm tired. I mean, like, I've been through a lot of up. shit. We need to pump you up. We need to get you in shape, my friend. Do? Orange juice, fresh squeezed, celery, get... kale. I, Are you I, ticklish? I tried uh, a Nutribullet. I put all that kale and onion rings and mm-hmm. stuff. And every time I took a dump, it sounded like James Conn getting shot in The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> And that, uh, and, that, and that includes the kick at the end. Oh, that's no, I, I, uh, I'll figure it out, man. I'll let you know. You'll be fine. Well, what you do you surround do, yourself what do you, with what positive do do? people? Bike riding tomorrow? No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go bike riding. Well, what do you want to do? Well, it's just you need to take I like, it slow. I like talking to you and hanging, but I don't want to do like an elliptical machine with you. Well, you know what you need to do? You just need to get motivated. We need. Uh, are you? Uh, if you're not in a relationship, that's what you need is a super hot personal trainer. To well, motivate you. You got some of those numbers? Who oh, knows? they're all over Los Angeles. Well, then give me a couple. I don't know you any. Know? I'll you find don't know some any. for you online. We'll find some. We're going to use the power of the internet to find Artie Lang, a beautiful fitness trainer, who's going to motivate him to get in shape. You're just going to see her just glistening in the sun, telling you, come on, Artie, up the hill. Can I pick what color? Well, yeah. You want a black <laughs> chick or a white chick? If you know, I'd like, Chinese? I'd like a nice... Uh, Taiwan. I'd like a nice mocha mulatto type. Ooh. I don't think you're allowed to say mulatto anymore. Yeah. I think they took that from us. Well, I'm going to win the mulatto right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, see, this perfect. is why you should do a podcast. How could you not, <laughs> yeah. could you not do a podcast? It's a blast. You? Now, you know what? I, I, you know what? I'm going to get you number. I'm going to text you about this. I need some advice. I'll I need, I need to, in a couple minutes of your time, I need some advice. I think we could we could get you a 10-time increase in how many people are listening to it right now. Okay. Well, no, it's not even about that. It's about my health. Oh, your health, too. Yeah, I, there are a lot of people listening. Thank God, I need more, but my health is what I'm talking about. Well, it's it's, you know, it's real simple. I mean... It's not. It's not simple psychologically, and it's not simple emotionally. That's that's the hard part. But it's real simple. Eat really healthy foods. Your body will get leaner. You'll lose weight. It's really that simple. You just get that. Should be all. So you how eat. the fuck am I gonna it's do that? It's hard to do. It's hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to avoid. I, I mean, you came in with a cheeseburger. I do. You know? Did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You came in with a cheeseburger. You were joking about it being gluten free. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. yeah I There's was something very wrong strong. with that. I eat them all the time, man. Uh, uh, I eat cheeseburgers all the time. I ate two of them the other day. I was at a fucking 
food truck in Portland. It was so good. I had a Thai bacon cheeseburger. Mm. God damn, it was good. That sounds unbelievable. Oh, it was insane. It had grilled jalapenos in it oh. and that peanut Thai sauce, like saute sauce or whatever oh, it is. That sounds fucking Holy unreal. shit. It was so good. I had to go back and have another one. It's a, it's a place called The Brunch Box in Portland, one of those little food trucks. Get it, and they gave it to us for free. Good they wouldn't even you. take our money, so... Good for you, my man. There's nothing like good street food. God damn, it was good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of that every now and then, but what you need to do is just figure out a way to discipline yourself. But sure. I don't see that happening. Unless you well, like, change I mean, well, the way you... Of course, it's a long shot, but I've, I'd like your support. It's a, long, it's a long shot, and I'll just accept you as putting one down like, yeah, I think Artie's going to do it. You could definitely do it. Well, Look, before you were being sarcastic. Be, no, you could do it, but you, okay. you keep saying, like, ah, what am I going to do? How's that going to happen? Like, you got to, like, decide that you're going to make some sort of a gigantic change. But All that's right. fucking very difficult to do. You know, they, they, they say one day at a time. That's really bullshit because well, it's every 10 seconds at a time. Well, yeah, you're That's right. The, the, the timing, too, of what I have had to stop in the last six months is literally, it's not a short list. It's like, uh, it's booze, it's heroin, it's Coke, it's pills, it's sugar, it's gluten, it's shakes. Don't have a cherry. If you have an orange, peel it this way. And if you drink water, only drink it cold. All right. Uh, what the how the fuck am I gonna live? Do everything I know to do, I can't do anymore. How much of the life pleasure that you get out of life revolves around food? <laughs> it's just below the heroin pleasure. Wow. <laughs> Now, food is a sensuous thing, man. Come on. It it's a sensuous thing. It is. It and is. it's very difficult. Very difficult yep. to get off of that. Mm, especially really good food. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, love a, I love a nice meal. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But what you can do, if you really want to like restructure the way the whole thing works, right. is just earn those meals. And it means even more when you get them. I do. I go to work, I make money, and I yeah, pay for them. Of course you do. But I mean, <laughs> earn them like, psychologically by trying to take care of your body, those other meals. Reward like, have, myself. For, yeah. You know. Like give yourself like five, six days of eating good. One day you're allowed to go off like a rocket. Okay. One day where it's just fucking linguine with white sauce and fucking lasagna and steaks and milkshakes and right. whatever the fuck you want. One day. But all the other days, really healthy, really like, like real foods. Like real six vegetables, days healthy, raw vegetables. One yeah. not. Yeah, six days, one healthy, one not. If you just did that, you'd have a radical change and cut out soda. If you're going to have to drink soda, if you really have to, it sounds gross because diet soda has aspartame, which probably gives you brain cancer. But it will definitely <laughs> be better. This story gets better and better. It will definitely be better and allegedly gives you brain cancer. Well, I, I appreciate that, Joe. I'm going to try. Believe me, you think I'm bullshit. I'm going to try to live like that. I have to. I have to. Otherwise, I'm not going to be around. Yeah, listen, you're too talented to let slip away. What we need is just someone to come along. Some professional to yeah. come along and deal with that aspect of your life. Deal with your, di you know who did it? Kevin James. I know. He Kevin did. James hired a, a professional um, chef and some sort of a, a Whole Foods, like um, this woman, like she specialized in like green vegetable shakes and she had this crazy diet. I forget what the diet was, but she was like Kevin hired her, and this woman would cook for him every day. She would cook all these like really lean vegetable-based diets. This fucking dude lost seventy pounds. He would, he's where I got the kale shakes idea from. All now, came from when he hired her, he was, what, year six of King of Queens? I think he had retired. 
I think Tim, Tim King Queens was So dumb. someone loaning me this money for the, to hire the the, just, queen, the the queen of vegetables? He's just rolling in cash like this year. He's just got his arms open and just rolls around his bed. That's right, man. Yeah, he has like a, a chute he pulls on the top of his bed and money comes out of the ceiling. And he bathes in it. Like that scene, Indecent Proposal, with Demi Moore and the cash yeah. on the back? That's me. My friend Chef Elise Lane from Kill Tony, uh, Russell Peters just hired her because he gained a bunch of weight. And all she does is like cook her, cook him uh, healthy meals so he yeah. has it in his house. So when he gets hungry, he's like, I'm going to go to McDonald's. He goes, oh, wait, here's you know a healthy meal that's mm -hmm. already made. I'll just, wow. Yeah. Yeah, if you could get someone to do that in Hoboken, I bet if you got, I bet you would be able to get someone to do that just based on your your podcast and based on the results they think they can get mm -hmm. you, how much good that would do them in advertising. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? Well, I mean, we can't if you just pay for the food and, you know, their services, like they donate their services so that you can promote yeah. them. Well, Hoboken's closed this year because it's Sinatra's 100th birthday. You can't do anything in town. Really? Yes, yeah, so I got to go somewhere else. Wow. The, the whole place closed down. They That's just play incredible. Sinatra songs. Really? <laughs> for how long? Uh, up until December. 2050. So the whole year they play Sinatra uh, songs? Pretty much every other night, but then the week he dies, it's going to be insane. Oh my God. Zapolas, Zapolas, uh, you know, uh, pepperoni, scunchil, super sad, gabagool, fresh mozzarella, wet mozzarella, roasted peppers. Fuck the singing. You go right into the food. Look at you. You just dive it in. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the gym first. I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I had a dog named Frank Sinatra. Did you really? Yeah. Uh -huh. I, uh, I, uh, you gotta like the Francis. Uh, you gotta like uh, the chairman of the board. Yeah, I loved his songs, especially when I was younger. But I didn't know that they had that much of a following for him. You didn't know, you didn't know Sinatra had a following? Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, like, where they would have, like, a whole year of nothing oh, but Frank no, Sinatra Oh, no, especially in, in Hoboken, man. That's it's crazy. A, that's amazing. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. That's it's, where he came from. You know, you'll appreciate this, Joe. I think somebody on 60 Minutes or some of the talk show was talking to him in the mid-70s, right? And uh, the interviewer said to Sinatra, uh, Frank, how do you feel uh, when you hear that uh, criminals like Charles Manson say if they ever break out of prison, they're going to kill people like you, Shirley MacLaine, Dean Martin? What do you say to that? And without missing a beat, Sinatra looked at the, <laughs> looked at the guy and said, let him out. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, let him out and said nothing. And the guy got scared. He went, all right, well, <laughs> let him out. Basically, let him out. I'll yeah. kill him. Wow, <laughs> he wasn't bullshit neither. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't find that out. <laughs> you know how many people Sinatra must have known? I mean, he was the god yeah. of the Italian world. I live around a block from where he grew up. Really? It's nuts. Who's got his house? Who owns? Well, his it's house? an empty lot, but it's, Ooh, of it's course, a, out of respect, it's a social club right next to it that they play uh, poker at. Wow! I lost thirty-eight thousand dollars that one night. Are you not allowed to talk about this on the air, like where they play? Uh, that was years ago. Oh, they're not there anymore. No. And there's no cop that's going to tell them to stop. That's just that spot. Not the, that spot, yeah. Wow. You like Hoboken? Love it. You got a beautiful view, right? You I got a view. I look at the whole city, yeah. The view of the city from outside the city is actually better than the view inside the I city. I agree. I agree. It's good to look at the city but not be in it. I have a friend uh, who lives in Brooklyn, and he he's got a, um, a high floor, like he's uh, like on the tenth or eleventh floor, right. and it's above the river, like just looking out across, and you see the bridge to the right. It looks like framed. It doesn't even look real. Really? You look out his window, you're like, dude, your view isn't even real. That's the kind of view I have. I, I, yeah. I got lucky. I have the single best view of Manhattan from the Hudson River side. It's like a painting. To me, there's like three great views in the world. There's a lot, but there's three three of like 
three archetypes. One of them is the nature view. Like yeah. like mountains to me are number one with that. Like mountains and a lake, you see those two of them together. That to me is like the most spectacular thing to look at. But the other two are two different types of city views. There's the New York one from across the river where you're right. looking at it and you realize like, wow, this is an amazing place. Like look at the size of this, this hub of life and humanity. But with the weirdest one is above Doheny. A lot of people don't even know about this one. You go into Hollywood, you go into the hills above Doheny, and you're looking down over the city. And when you're looking down over the city, it looks like Blade Runner. I know what you're talking about. It yeah. doesn't look real. I do the Doheny one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts. My friend Larry used to have a house up there, and it didn't look real. Like, you would look out his yard, you'd go, baller. You're such a baller. Yeah, and it's scary. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scary and, like, <laughs> alien. Like, you're looking down at a spaceship. Like, it doesn't look like any other view I've ever seen. I've taken photos of it when you're flying in. You kind of sort of get it. But you don't get it like you get it when you're looking out of someone's back porch. Because he had, like, one of those infinity pools. And, like, you would sit, like, by the pool and you look out off the balcony. Like, oh, my God, look at this fucking view. This is insane. He's, like, living in a, a science fiction movie. Yeah, but that helps you get up in the morning. It's like, wow, just go into nature. You can't be in a bad mood. Yeah, it's like art, right? You're like, it's like you're looking at natural art. That's how yeah, I was. like me. I look outside. I have Route Three and Sea Caucus, which is <laughs> there's usually snow trouble. Snow uh, trouble. You look at the that atmosphere. Forget it. You can't be in a bad mood. Yeah. Well, you can, can but you're you're silly. Yeah, I avoid it, and that's saying a lot. You avoid nature. No bad moods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see yourself becoming a man in the woods someday? No. Just packing up? I would just lay down. Just lay down. I, I would lay down. I would go, listen, I'm just going to wait to erode. I see a theme here. There's Hard nothing I offer. You need to be motivated because you're obviously very, very funny. Very I'm hilarious. motivated. I you get up. I go, do, I go do comedy. I travel. I get up. I get a check. I come back. I, I mean, what the fuck? I'm I not. S- I'm not a bump on a log here. No, you're you're in you're in action. But well, thank you. you. You look like you're maybe not enjoying some of the action. Well, but you should be. It's called withdrawals. That's uh, what it is? Uh, uh, maybe a little. Sure. How long does that last for? Uh, about uh, 22 days. Now, when you go to a doctor, do you get like your blood work done? They check out all your, where your vitamin levels are and sure. all that kind of stuff? Sure, sure. Everything. Diabetes, because yeah. I'm diabetic, too. So what do you have to do for that? You got to take a pen, boom, right in. How often do you do takes that? takes two seconds, once a day. Is that a recent thing? 25 or? units. Two years. Last two years? Last two years, I've had to take the insulin. Before that, I just had to take the pills. And is that related to, like, diet? Is there a way to turn Very much around? so. It's very much so related. It's, it's almost uh, hereditary and diet are the two things, you know? Damn, dude. Um, well, I could see how that would weigh you down. I could see how that would weigh you down. That would fuck with you and make you feel like, you know. The oh, pen thing isn't bad. But, I mean, just the fact that you've got diabetes. I mean, that's a mind fuck. I'd, forgot, of I'd, for, I'd forgotten about it for a couple of days, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll be all right, man. I hope you'll be all right. I'll be good. I'm, I'm not going nowhere. I, I, I don't want you to. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I want you to like podcasting, too, because I got excited when you were doing it. I do like, like this podcast. Perfect for it. I like it a lot. I like it about as much as I like anything else. So everything's kind of... Uh... Well, where is that coming from? I didn't say that. Well, you I, said you I, like I, it as much as like anything yeah, else. But, but, you said some, but maybe there's some like things it. I go, hey, not, uh. just too good at it, man. You're too funny. Can't yeah. not do it. <laughs> do you think it's like a defense mechanism? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at spot nose. Listen, if 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 I've noticed nothing else in life, it's that. Yeah. That Joe Rogan is very perceptive when it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> 
getting a laser and getting right to the heart of a comedian. And getting to your ability to play pool. As soon as you start stroking the ball, I said, look at this motherfucker. Well, you too. Mm. You, you're, you're a great shooter, too. Yeah, but I have a table here. I, yeah, I, that is, I, I have, you know, I'll tell you one thing that is a little impressive about that. I have not shot pool in eight months. Easy. I haven't picked up a stick. Well, it makes sense because, like, it took you a couple shots to get loose. Well, here comes the negativity. No, it's not negative at all. Well, you said it was great shooting. and then all you of a sudden, were. Uh, well, Listen, I suck at first, too. When Regan and I first you played. Didn't know. You didn't, no, though. You, you just you, kept playing. You, you were. You walked in after I'd already won. Oh, down. okay. Well, that's nice of you to admit. No, no, I was knocking balls in the rail. I'm I couldn't sure. get online. It takes a while to loosen the arm up, you know? I'm sure. Especially if you haven't played eight months. I haven't played in two days. Yeah. So there you go. In one week, I won 22 G's hustling nine ball. Jesus. The greatest week of my life. I was, that's Where nice. was this? That's uh, a place. A place. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was 19. Oh, my God. Me and, wow. my buddy, me and my buddy Mike set this other kid up. Beat him every time. Oh, so he was just, you had a mark. Here's what would happen. Uh, me and Deej would pretend we didn't know each other. We'd get in a game with a third guy. Okay? We don't know each other. We're not friends. Let's play three-way, whatever. It's like a movie. 20 bucks on a five, $50 on a nine. Okay? I made sure I went before Deej. Uh, no, Deej made sure he went before me. So every time Deej would go, he'd miss on purpose, but set me up for a perfect shot. First on the five, then on the nine. That's hilarious. So you guys <laughs> just kept robbing this one dude. Yeah, we won, we won about 11 games in a row. Wow. Poor bastard. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the guy seemed like a bit of an asshole, but we fit, we thought, my God, we got the greatest fucking system of all time. And then there was a couple of times he would set me up and I'd miss, and he'd look at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Then one guy, Tommy, I'll never forget this. We call him Red Hair Tommy because he had, you know, red hair. And uh, and he had like a big, big curly red hair. And Red Hair Tommy found out what we were doing. He saw us make eye contact. You know, you motherfuckers know each other. He got his brother. His brother came back with a snowblower. He tried to run us over with a fucking snowblower and, and pool cues. He threw me over the table. Wow. But uh, my one buddy's friend was a, was a cop, and he just flashed, he flashed the guy's badge. The guy got uh, really scared. Ah, those days were fun, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started making money, I got a development deal with Disney, and uh, part of the money I used to back my friend Johnny B. My friend Johnny B was like a professional level pool player okay. like, a, like a hair off of the pro speed no kidding yeah but he could he could win tournaments he would win tournaments he could beat a lot of guys like the the average person that would play him he would beat the average guy he couldn't beat like it's very rare that he ever beat like like a real top pro but he beat some like lower level pros he was a really good pool player but he was a slick motherfucker right and i would take him on the road we would we would go all around like we would go to jersey we would go to west end billiards we were talking about yeah. that place. Oh, i know west end yeah i'd put him in the tournament we'd see if we could get a game and then we'd play at executive billiards in chelsea chelsea which was downtown which was i know exactly hours. what you're talking about yeah. you know chelsea billiards yeah sure <laughs> i do yeah yeah so that was my addiction phase like i was badly badly addicted i was right. playing eight hours a day for like a bunch of i years. went through a, a, a good long phase with pool too absolutely it's so fun it's so fun it's a blast it's a real sort of hand-eye coordination yet slow like the best thing about the hustlers they can play for 18 hours and gleason misses a shot and he just looks over at the shade and says would you cut out that light <laughs> it's kind of depressing but you're like a dark easy hang and then you leave you know yeah there are guys who do play those kind of long 24 38 hour gambling sessions i don't I mean, know that if shit I, does have, happen. I don't know that i have that in me no i i like a few hours of pool those are brutal that's a young man's game and it's fucking super un 
healthy, like to stay up that late and trying to concentrate and drink coffee. Well, that depends. Well, see, the great thing about the hustler is the whole premise was Gleason could shoot no matter how much booze he had. He handled yeah. his booze. That was his skill. Yeah. Whereas Paul Newman. <laughs> That's George C. Scott. Full of, he knows how to handle his booze. Picture those three guys in a movie. How could that be bad? Could that be bad? <laughs> and Piper Laurie, too. Yeah, she was cute back then. Oh, yeah. George I love that movie. You owe me money, Terry! Yeah, that's a great fucking movie. <laughs> Those those places just was so interesting. That was what I got addicted to. It's where all the people that didn't follow the rules went. Well, that was Ames Billiards, you know. Yeah. That, that was a legendary place on 14th Street that shot uh, closed in the mid 70s. But Ames was where you know Namath played there. People like uh, Gleason. I'd love to have seen that if it stuck around, but they uh, but they knocked it down. But Ames was where they shot it. Yeah. Do you know the turn of the century in the 1900s? There was something like a thousand pool halls in New York City. Re wow. Wow. Yeah, it was a thing to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Before video and all that other shit, you shot a game of pool. That's what they did. I mean, people, it's lost favor. People don't understand when video games came along and other games of leisure. Uh, not the same thing because oh. it's 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 really not on a lot of levels human contact. It's uh, uh, not even indirectly. At least pool is indirectly. Yeah. It's, it's not even close to human contact. As a matter of fact, it's light years away from it. You know, you know what the pool players blame it on a lot? They blame it on casinos, like card casinos opening up, like uh, right, in the 80s, right, Indian right, casinos. Right. Yeah, well, because then people who were who loved to gamble on things, they didn't have to execute. They're like, if you're playing cards, you have to pick the right cards, you have to make the right choices, but you don't have to physically execute, like stroking the ball and missing a shot. Right. All that pressure and nerves fucks with some people, so they don't like it, and they're like, that's what killed the pool game. Yeah, well, the pressure and nerves. <laughs> Pressure and nerves and that people a lot. didn't want to face up to. There are a lot of them, though. There are a lot of them. Yeah, so, like, attendance in pool halls dropped down, and attendance in these card places, these guys that didn't they didn't have to gamble on pool anymore, mm -hmm. now they can go play legal cards. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, that cuts into the pool business. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, now, something about watching a guy shoot a game of pool, like just dancing around a table, keeping uh, the stick on there, looking around, looking at the yeah. angle, bam, bam, bam. You know. One of my good friends is this guy, Max Eberle. Max yeah. Eberle is like one of the best players in the world, yeah. and I, I play with him all the time. It's always frustrating, but just watching him, I can just pick up like little slight things that he does. Just watching him move, like he always hits the ball the right speed. It's always he's always dead on the the next right. ball with the perfect angle. It's like it's artwork. And what English you put on it? Yeah, yeah. it's artwork. Yeah. You watch a guy who's just so good at that game, then you appreciate it. But I think it's one of those art forms that's only appreciated by people who practice it. Right. Well, it's like rap. I th I didn't think rap music was a talent until I heard someone. Who couldn't rap? <laughs> I said, "Okay, that Snoop must be good," <laughs> but it's not on the level of pool. I mean, pool is a true sort of, you know, a less sophisticated version of chess. You know, it's 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 a it's American chess in a lot of ways, and it's perfect for a bar. It's perfect for young guys to get together and bond on. It's yeah. a setup, perfectly game, and you get to use your hand-eye coordination. It's my favorite in the world. I love it. I'd love it too. I wish it would. Uh, we need to make it make a comeback, Artie. Come back and shoot. And the next time we'll shoot some pool on TV or something. I'm saying we need to. Yeah, we need to make it have a comeback. Why don't we have a yeah. tournament? Let's do it. I, Who I, else Joe, get in? Don't it? even fuck with me. I'm, I'm not fucking you. I, I, I would will too. I, I know. I know you will. Talk. I would love it. It'd be <laughs> look, fun. Look who I'm talking to. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm in. 
You right, t- you absolutely it. let me know when I will play in the pool. Joe Rogan, you want to call Rogan's? No, uh, let's let's come. Pool we'll tournament. figure out how to do it. We'll right. figure out how to do it, and we can get some other comics to play. Dom like Rarer. Fitzsimmons plays, Don Rivera uh, plays. Yeah, I know the pilot. The was a pretty good game of pool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I didn't know. He didn't tell me. He held it back when he was here. He didn't talk. Janine Garofalo was great. I heard. Really? But I heard she, is it true how she gets rid of the ball? What is she? What, what the f- She shoots it like a one of those Thai ladies. Those things that Doug Stanhope talks about. Is that? Pong ball trick. Can you imagine if that was the handicap? You know, people are always making crazy bets. Like, you know, you have to shoot every shot with the, the, the plastic bridge. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, what yeah. if it was like, you can you can play, but you have to shoot it with your <laughs> stuff that ball up well, there that's, and that's launch called, it. That's called America. <clears throat> There's a woman out there somewhere in the world that can knock pool balls in with her pussy. For, yeah. for sure. Right? Yeah, her name's Mrs. Lang. I'd like that. There must be. Right? Don't you think? I mean, someone's figured that out. Someone, this has to be a, a genre of porn. I There's guess. probably a thousand videos dedicated to, like, billiards coming out of girls' <laughs> vaginas. I hope right? so. We can only hope that happens. But by the time you think of something like that, for sure that's already been done. I mean, they think of the, mo- the most depraved shit in porn these days. I would imagine they'd be playing pool with pool balls coming out of girls. I don't know. That's kind of rough. That's kind of rough. Maybe the smaller balls, like maybe snooker. That's a- snooker, as my English friends would say. That's an interesting that's a smaller one. Ball. That might not be done done yet. Yeah. Have you ever watched uh, a game of snooker? Do you know? Oh, what the fuck yeah, yeah. Doing? Sure. I've been in them. You played snooker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta say it. No, note how I'm saying it correctly. Snooker. Very difficult. Looks very, very difficult. Yeah. Well, those guys become uh, pool players, and they always do really well, like yeah. almost right away. But no pool players go over to snooker and start winning like big time tournaments. But they've had some snooker players from uh, Europe come over and clean up. Win the World Ten Ball Championships. This guy really? Tony Drago, yeah, yeah. killer snooker player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like to watch a whole game, but it gets a little boring without the without the pockets. I I really am excited about uh, Pacquiao Mayweather though. Yeah, it's the first big boxing match. I just like boxing so much. It's a fascinating fight. Yeah, I can't so wait. I would I would wonder. You know, it's it's really interesting to see what strategy Pacquiao employs, like whether he just goes at Mayweather the way he goes at everybody else. Mm-hmm. Just fast, a lot of movement, a lot of rapid combinations, a lot of angles. Right, right. You know what? You know him and Freddie Roach have been preparing for this guy forever. They're, they're, bo- they're both going to be prepared. I like Mayweather's a little bigger, and I think he wants it more, and I think he's quicker. I think Mayweather's quicker than Pacquiao. Well, he's very clever. It's yeah. very, very hard yeah, to Yeah, he knows how to play head games, especially in this country. What are you showing I found uh, this woman shoots a pool ball out of her vagina yeah, and hits can't. the eight ball into the corner pocket. So we can't okay. show oh, the people home. That's a for my movie. Don't play it. Yeah, no. okay. right. It's real quick. It's real quick, <laughs> You though. stream will get it upset at us. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, here we go. And it's coming oh, out. Oh, good Lord. Knocks the eight ball. Yeah. Well, see? There you that's, that's the pitching pitching machine from my movie. I love the fact that that's real. Yeah, you know, we were right. Absolutely, it's easy to figure out. You're right. I'm stretching. You want this chair instead? By the way, this chair is way more comfortable. No, I like fine. that chair. Is that I'm what it is? Fine. I'm it's just ergonomic. I'm stretching. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> How do people sign up for your podcast? I'd like to get you. Uh, Artie Quitter. One word. A R T I E. Quitter. And how many times? This is you guys right here. How many times do you guys do it a week? Four. Oh, really? Monday through Thursday, yeah. And there's a special code. If you punch in the code, you get a, a month of the uh, podcast for free. Unless, of course, you know an eight-year-old who would get on YouTube, and you can get it for nothing all the time. Nothing all the time. What is this? Here's the code to, to get the free month. It's uh, Atlantic 14. Is that it? Atlantic 14? 
Atlantic 14. Okay, for a free month, uh, free month of uh, Artie's podcast, go to Atlantic 14. And how much does it cost a month? Six ninety nine, six ninety five. Well, I guarantee you're going to get people to subscribe, but I guarantee you, you would also get a shitload of people to listen to you online. Just if it was free, and then you just get ad for it. It's just, uh, you, need, you just need to be connected with the right people. All right. Why six ninety five and not seven? Why not? It sounds uh, better. I, I don't know. It's like movies. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with any of this shit. <laughs> yeah, I know that is a weird thing. These uneven numbers yes. for trickery to make you think because uh, it, not it seven doesn't bucks. sound like seven. You fool people. Are like, oh well, it's not seven. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge of picking your number? Who picked that number? Uh, I don't know. Some guy. I hired a couple of guys. And he's like, I'm gonna fool them all, Artie. They've never seen this me, trick before. He said to me, "Order six ninety five. I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. Whatever." Oh, it's one of those situations. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see some. Test studies where they they actually got like 200 people and say hey it's either seven dollars or 6.95 and see how many people actually that was like the deciding factor like you know what that sounds too high it is you know? all right i'm telling you yeah. people have said that yeah i'm sure like psychologically yeah. there's a, i mean it's not a, a coincidence that they do it all the time we could either feed a hamster or sign up for me well a lot of being broke especially when you're worried about how much this costs or that costs and like really mining your pennies a lot of it is psychological like man, I want to get that fucking thing, but shit, can I afford it? Fuck it, I'm just gonna go for it. It's only six ninety five, you know. That's why you should just do like four ninety five plus two, maybe. Because at first you'd be like four. That yeah. sounds way better. Q's plus two. Just Q, confuse the fuck out of you. Yeah, two small numbers yeah. equal the same number. Four ninety five <laughs> plus two dollars only at artylang.com. <laughs> Make people do math. <laughs> Trying to find the thing. What are you looking oh. for? Oh, did you get unplugged? Oh. It's getting crazy here, ladies and gentlemen. Artie Lang is just moving about like a wild man, knocking cords out. Think about going on the road with his nine ball game. There we go. Beautiful. We got it. We're back. All right. We're back. Yeah. I'm thinking you, me, Fitzsimmons, and Dom Herrera. Mm -hmm. We do a goddamn pool tournament. We do it live on the internet. We get a sponsor. We have some fun. We talk some shit. I, I, it's safe to say I would, uh, without question, say yes to that. There's that no, would be a lot of fun. Well, no, no, there's no doubt about it. That's totally a good thing to do. Now that I know you play really good, and mm -hmm. I, Adam Ferrara, like I said, he plays really good, too. Fitzsimmons plays really good. And Dom can play. Bring them on. Bring them on, says Adi Come Lang. on, I'm ready. All right, we're going to do that. We'll do a comedy slash, uh, you know... Pool podcast with one of us. I'm we in. do it right out here. You can even do shows at pool halls. Like I've been to pool halls where there's stages. It's too loud. Yeah. What do you mean, like comedy shows? Yeah, like do a comedy show and then play pool. No, because then you're doing a comedy show to a pool hall. Like, don't you want to do a comedy show at a comedy club? Like, that's where you want to do comedy. You don't want to do comedy at a pool hall with a bunch of people <laughs> watching various games at the bar and talking shit, mad that they missed the eight. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking cunt in the middle of your set. You have to deal with that. I like that. Yeah, I think like this place, like where it's nice and quiet and private, that's where you want to do it. You don't want to do it out of pool. Well, I'm in. You let me know. Yeah. All right. Artie Lang, ladies and gentlemen. I can play better than you think. So, you played good. I could tell. I mean, I could ping, tell when... ping pong. Oh, ping pong. Yeah. I don't know how to play that. It's the same thing as pool. It's just hand-eye coordination. Be fine. Yeah, but you have to practice it. Oh, you'll be fine. I see yeah, you practice mean. everything. I could see how much you love gambling when we started playing for money. I could tell the little fire inside yeah, your eyes. No, that's when I bring it on, yeah. I do. Uh, <laughs> that's life's instant excitement. But uh, double your net worth on a Virginia Tech game on a Tuesday, and you watch the fireworks fly. Have you done that? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the biggest bet you've ever placed? I One time... I won $140,000 on the Super Bowl uh, 2007. Wow. 
But after everything, the hooker, the commission, the gambling, I got back on the plane. I did the math. I was down five grand. <laughs> what kind of hooker was that? I need uh, that kind of hooker. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Motherfucker. You pop it out again? That must have been one fucking... How many days did that take? Three. Jesus Christ. So you were, you were burning through... I'm going nuts. Forget it. Just whatever. Just burning through. Whatever badness came about. Wow. Man. I love that. You should write a book about just that weekend. I wrote two of them. <laughs> They're both bestsellers. I mean, about that, that one particular weekend. Oh, that'll go. Yeah, that should be a whole book by I should itself. do a third one. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah. God damn, dude. So that's the most you've ever won. That's the most I uh, ever lost. That's the most you've ever lost, yeah. too. Yeah. Same Around the same area? Yeah. Right, exactly, because the night I ended up down. Well, if you're betting that high, man, if you go bad, if you have a weird week, shit can get real ugly. Yeah. It, it, the worst part is to win a couple of times, man. It hooks you. You get fired up again. Yeah, it hooks you, and then boom, before you know it. So what know. is it? It's just that it, it's just playing that chemical rush game of, like, knowing you could lose 100 grand, then without you do question. win, it's it gives a, you it's a, it's a physical rush, without question. So does it get, does it, like, pull you? Do you like you feel like if you haven't bet in a while, do you feel like you need to place a bet? Does it like start? No, not for me. I'm not like that. But when I go somewhere and something reminds me of it, I can put one down, oh. and then that could start like a binge going. I, I never sit at home craving. I've got to bet on something. So let's say she's a line in the paper that I think's nice. To me, what I'm getting out of Artie Lang, because yeah. I, I love you, mm -hmm. is that you're a talented guy that loves pleasure. That's well, what it is. It's just, it's just pleasure, the, uh, you know, excitement. I like something. I feeling something. Yeah, and this, it doesn't have to be pleasure. And this gambling thing, you gotta. That's like cutting. That goes deep down to the nerves. It's, it's like the be grand. best thing in the world. It's just like <laughs> me and me and uh, me and Norm Macdonald used to do this thing called lightning bet, which is literally heroin for gamblers. Uh, you know what the under over is. No. You ever hear that? What is like? Yeah, I know what the Anybody here know what the under over is? Yeah. Like I say, uh, uh, you're betting a basketball game, right. okay? And uh, the under over for the basketball game is 180 points, which that means is the total amount of points that each team scores has to come o total over 180. Then you win. If the total number that they score is below 180, you lose. Hence, over under. So a lightning bet is you assign a number, an amount of money to each point that the bet goes over or under, which means if you lightning bet $1,000 on an over at 180, once you hit the over, <laughs> I get the chill saying this, once you hit the over, every single basket that gets hit in the game, you win $1,000. Every from both teams. Every, both teams. Oh oh, my a God. basket from the field is two grand. Oh my God. A three pointer's three grand. Every single basket. Three grand for everything. It's a thousand grand. Oh my God. So like the shakes you start to get while you're watching are literally like they're they're visible. It's almost like you know you're having a conniption. And you have drinks, maybe Cokes, so they'll calm you down. And every time a shot goes up, it's like, $1,000, And to me, it's the purest form of degenerate gambling I've ever seen. I've wow. ever seen. I wasn't even aware that existed. Norm and I was on the road once for six months. I was opening for him. We <laughs> it was during the basketball playoffs. We had about 40 Gs on every game. 
Was it, God. Was it Norm, the one we just talked about that had that famous story where he threw the money in the ocean because he knew he was going to lose it? Was that Norm? Yeah, yeah. He decided to throw it out because he thought it would just make him lose more. But that might have very well been urban legend. Do you yeah, know is yeah. that true? Well, a lot of this could be urban legend. Who knows no, that? not from you. I'm saying from, I didn't hear it from Norm. No. I agree that that Did could you? be. No, and I agree that could be urban legend, absolutely. Well, everyone knows he's just a wild maniac. He, uh, he's one of the funniest, smartest human beings. Beings I've ever met, but he's got a true edge and a true danger, and that's what happens. I love him, yeah. though. He's a rock star, man. He's, he's a, a bad motherfucker. He's a rock star. He's hilarious. He's hilarious, and he's he's also like, that's really him. Like, he's, not, <laughs> he's not putting on an act. You know, when uh, he hosted the ESPYs in 2001, O.J. Simpson was just forced to give his Heisman Trophy back to Fred Goldman because O.J. lost the civil suit. Right. So he had to give money reparations back to Fred Goldman and Nicole. So he didn't have any money. So he said, take my Heisman Trophy for whatever that's worth. So Fred Goldman takes it. And now he owns it. So the next week of the ESPYs, Norm hosts the ESPYs. Charles Woodson, the guy who won the Heisman Trophy, the first offensive guy ever sitting in the front row. First joke Norm tells, he looks in the front row and he says, hey, Charles Woodson, man, you won the Heisman Trophy. No one can ever take that away from you. First defensive guy to win the Heisman Trophy. No one can ever take that away from him. And everybody applauds. It's like a real nice thing. And it settles down and Norm goes, no one can ever take that Heisman Trophy away. And then he pauses and says, unless, of course, you kill your wife and a waiter. <laughs> How's that go over? It bombed. Did it really? Well, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a Radio City. Oh, uh, it was like Ken Griffey Jr. was on the. Front. Oh, my, oh god. my god! Oh my god! Well, what did they expect? That's Norm fucking McDonald. Well, maybe not that, but so it, it makes me love him even more. <laughs> Norm and I talked. We sat next to each other randomly on an airplane. Talked the whole way back. Just shot the shit. Talked about all kinds of stuff. He's like, "Yeah, I quit smoking a while ago. Just done with it." And for whatever reason, the plane lands, and he goes, "Man, I just want a cigarette." He just walks in this door. He hadn't smoked in like X amount of months, but just decided yeah. from talking about it on the airplane, how he quit smoking, that he just wanted another cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed it, went outside, and he's just smoking there. I go, what happened? I go, I thought you quit smoking. He goes, I did. <laughs> I did until just now. I just, I just wanted a cigarette. <laughs> the, the, the movie, me and him, I, I did a buddy comedy with him, and it got bad reviews. Right? So the reviewer in my hometown paper said, Artie Lang has all the charm of a date rapist. True, true line. So Norm looks at it and he calls me up and he goes, hey, man, that's fucking great. <laughs> a date rapist has to have way more charm than a regular rapist. That made me feel better. Norm is the that, coolest man. motherfucker on the planet. I love him and he's funny and I hope you know, he doesn't die broke. No, he's... He's just a real special dude. Yeah. He's a very unusual guy. I got to get him on this podcast. I just never see him. Uh, you'd, have wow. a, you'd, have a, you'd have a blast, of course. When I was on the plane with him, he didn't even have a cell phone back then. You know, I got an answering machine. Just, <laughs> they can get me there. You know, I call him back when I want to. Man, that's, <laughs> that's how it should be anyway. Who cares? They can call me back if they want. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is how it should be, I guess. Unless someone needs to get a hold of you right now. Yeah. And then they well, for doctors, lawyers, kids, I guess it's good. Everything else, who cares? What about gambling, Adi? The line yeah. is hot. I know. I, I, I'd rather not know for a while. You had genuine disdain for me in your eyes when I told you that I didn't watch sports. I really saw it in your eyes. 
Well, no, because I thought you did watch sports. I know. You were disappointed. But you play sports, though. I don't. I just martial arts. Well, play, okay, that's a sport, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you box. I played sport, yeah. I thought, when me and you first met at Mad TV a long time ago, mm-hmm. I thought you told me that you played second base or you played baseball. Oh, I did before I started martial uh, arts, but uh, that was okay. when I was like yeah. 15. I had to stay, and I'm like, all right, what do you want from me? You and I had a conversation about boxing because you played my boxing manager on uh, Mad TV. It's actually a very good sketch. It was not bad. It was, it was shot in black and white. But we um, and we you talked were, a lot of boxing. Yeah, no, because we, we bonded on it. Sure, yeah. I, I love boxing. No, it was I. I enjoyed. I became friends with you and Callan from that show. Callan's one of my best friends. Uh, Brian, day. Brian's a good man. man. He's a great guy, and he loves you too. He no, always say Brian. Great and Brian about and I you. have a very uh, special friendship. I love that motherfucker. He's a good guy, and I hope he's doing well. No, tell he's doing tell him great. I said hello. You know. I will, for sure. Yeah. But it was one of those things. It was like, <gasps> you two guys were like, you were like, I, when I got on that show, it was like, I saw a lot of competition, a lot of like competitive angst. Yeah. But there was you two guys that were like regular guys that were like cool to hang with. Right. And it was like real normal and comfortable. No Hollywood bullshit. No, thanks. Well, it's a fun place to work. And it was good to have somebody like you come on so we could just really fuck around. Uh, but it, th- that show lasted 14 years. God bless it. That's amazing. <laughs> I still get checks. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know that Mad Magazine. I mean, that's it's about as it's a juggernaut. Iconic. Yeah, it's yeah. a juggernaut. Absolutely. I mean, well, that shit was around in like the '60s or the '70s or something. Fifties, right? probably. Fifties. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Billy Corbin was saying that he used to have all the Mad Magazines. He went away to college. His mom threw him out. He had like every episode. I'm cleaning all the clutter. <laughs> tossed out these fucking icons of American history. I mean, <laughs> Mad Magazine is like. I used to read that shit. My parents used to buy that when I was a little kid. Yeah. That's been around forever. And I was big with puns, you know. Yeah. We'd always have to pitch puns, and I would pitch them as a, uh, as a joke, not thinking they'd never do it. And sometimes they would do it, and I'm like, oh, my. Wait, I was kidding. Like, I would pitch stuff like uh, Andre Dawson's Creek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was a baseball player. <laughs> uh, Rush Limbaugh sings Rush songs. They wouldn't do that. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, Tori Amos and Amy. They, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, just make it easier. Do you ever see yourself doing a sketch show again, or is it just too much work? It's a young man's game. It is. The, I look back at those sketches of Mad TV, and I'm like, oh, my God, how did I do that? I, uh... Did you like doing that sports show? It's like this, the show with you and Nick was mostly sports, but yeah, a I lot loved of comedy it. I loved as it. well. Nick and I had a lot of fun, and... We got to talk about sports, be funny and everything, and of course the corporate people tried to make it something it wasn't. They wanted a a more conservative show, and I can't blame. But you know, uh, you didn't hire me to do Sports Center, did you? Why they hire you to do a conservative show? That's ridiculous. It was probably one in the long line of bad business decisions that they made. Yeah, but you guys weren't that outrageous. It wasn't so off. The charts. No, crazy. we weren't. I think they just the certain little things we said. You know, they, they, they might not be considered proper English. They got mad at. It's ridiculous. <laughs> really, See, really. that's the beauty. That's where the beauty of podcasting comes no, in. No, no, like you said, when you sat down, it's no fantastic. And I love. Look, everybody who signed up for me already. It's God bless you. I appreciate it. Hope people uh, will more, but the. This is the first time I am uncensored, completely and utter uncensored. I got yeah. nobody telling me what to do. Yeah. Nobody. So it'll be fun. A hundred percent. And you, like, like because of your tweets, you know, because of the funny shit that you've been saying, like, you're, you're in a good place comedically right now. You're hitting high yeah, notes. I just did a special. I did a, yeah, everything I've done in the last year I've liked. So, you know. 
So is that what's like bringing you the most joy, like at this stage, like the stand up? I, I guess, yeah. I yeah. Guess, yeah. It seems like it's like the most pure, right? You get that burst of one hour. You know, you get it out. Yeah, there's nothing set. like stand-up, man. It's nothing like grabbing a mic and saying something, and the mic, you get the immediate reaction. and You get a check, and you get the hell out of there. Everything else takes forever. Have you ever thought about doing, like, a Vegas residency? Uh, not for a long time, no. I've, just, been there, I've been there for two weeks, not longer than two weeks. You wouldn't do it? It depends on the cash, man. But I'm seeing you and your, your gambling <laughs> in Vegas. Idea. And someone putting you up in a casino, dude. I'm telling you, that give me a price. Wild fucking ride. <laughs> give me a price, baby. If you really want to go out like a, one of those July, f those fireworks shows at Disney in July when they really go off right around the fourth. <laughs> just, just, just give me a number. <laughs> Brian Regan, who was in here earlier, he lives in Vegas, but he doesn't work in Vegas. He works on the road. Oh yeah. Yeah. He uh, lives, but does technically live in Vegas? Technically yeah. lives, like, just outside of Vegas, you know, in one of those suburban towns. Right. But he doesn't perform in Vegas at all. Wow. Yeah. Wait, really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's nuts. Well, his kids live there, so he doesn't want to perform yeah. near where his kids live. Yeah, Brian Regan, one of the best comedians ever. We're yeah. just in there. It was a pleasure to meet Brian. Thank yeah, I can't you. believe you'd never met him before. That's crazy. Never met Brian. He, he is one of my absolute fucking heroes, you yeah. know. Yeah, he's a great guy. Too. Unreal. Clean and good and original. Unreal. Man. Yeah. He reminds me of Gaffigan in that sense, where they're completely squeaky clean, but undeniably two of the best comics in the world. Mm. Like, Gaffigan doesn't lose anything for being squeaky clean. Like, right. His comedy is just, it just, he just smashes it every time. Like, he doesn't have to be dirty. Yeah, they're the same types of guys. Yeah, there's, that's what they do. You know, that's why the beauty of comedy. And with a lot of these guys, it's like, it just, like, you have to find out who the fuck they are and what, what it, like, Mitch Hedberg, perfect example. That guy, like, that, that's not, like, a model. You can't, like, say, like, oh, a Hedberg type before he existed. You couldn't, like, nail that down. The closest you would get is, like, maybe Stephen Wright, kind of. Mm, right. But not really. No, Hedberg had his own thing. I know. And he wants to stick around to see what happened. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't think he was... Uh, it was that much of an accident with him, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, after he, you know, he'd had a, a one health scare mm -hmm. from uh, from the heroin, and then uh, like Bruce getting gangrene or something crazy from shooting into the yeah, same that's spot. That's what happens. You can smell yeah. it too. You know, <sighs> get on a plane. Yeah, but what's it smell like? Oh, I'm not sure. I've never smelled it. I would imagine not good, like any sort of... Well, you're dealing with rotting tissue. Yeah, it's got to be like a dead mouse under the couch. Or yeah, something, something <laughs> like that, probably along those lines. <laughs> dead tissue. Yeah, too bad, man. Yeah. What a funny fucking guy he was. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uniquely funny. A lot of funny people, gone. Yeah, that one the guy that just uh, overdosed last week. Uh, I didn't know that kid. Did you know that kid? Uh, no, I never met him. Yeah, no, I met him no, through no. Uh, Taylor Vixen back in the day. Yeah. And uh, he, he followed me. I followed him type thing. We talked a few times. Then I saw him at the clubs a few times. Then what, I, what was his I, name again? What was his uh, name? Little. Uh, what was that? Uh, Harris, Harris yeah. Whittles. Harris Whittles. Harris Whittles. Poor bastard. He was a nice guy. He, I mean, seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, I was actually going to have him on the podcast, but then he like became like a executive producer of that Parks and Rec show, and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this guy's never. Yeah, I heard he was on. a really good comic too. <laughs> I, thought, I heard he was very funny, very funny writer. Mm -hmm. I heard that from everybody. That's fucking those goddamn pills, man. Is that how? Is that was a pills? Yeah. How old was he? I, I heard. I heard. It. Was wow. it? Was it pills? Because I was. I was told that he was into heroin. 
Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah, the same know. thing. They, one, one leads to the other. You yeah, know? I mean, you might be right, but I had heard it was pills. Well, it's, you know, that's what you're getting when you're you're taking opiates. You're basically getting the same stuff. I mean, it's, it's hillbilly heroin. That's why they call it that. Yeah, the scary part of it is the, uh, the ingredient they put in that fucks with your liver. Not everything does that. Tylenol has it. Percocet has it. Uh, but uh, stuff like Xanax and stuff don't have it for some reason. I have no idea why. But your liver goes way quicker if you take Percocet or something else. When did you have your first experience with opiates? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I was probably 14. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So. What was that feeling like? It was all right. It felt good. It threw up a little bit, you know. Wow. And then uh, I was at an ACDC concert. Nineteen eighty one, back in black, uh, and uh, I uh, I took a little, and it was great. Sniff. Concert never felt that good in my life. Uh, uh, no sniffing. I wasn't sniffing anything. How'd you take it? I go like this. I just took it on my tongue. Really? Yeah. That's all you would do? Just put it on your when tongue. When I was fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It uh, it uh, dissolved and was like whoa. That's what did it, my friend Johnny. He uh, started out. With uh, a lot of it was uppers, a lot of coke. Started mm -hmm. out with a lot of coke and crack and things along those lines, and then somewhere along the line it shifted to heroin. Well, that's what happens because <laughs> heroin's cheaper and it's, it's yeah. better for your liver. They, you know, they natural thing, and then bam, that fucks you too. You it's know? better for your liver than coke. Yes, no, yeah. no. Pills are worse for your liver than any powder. Powder doesn't have to go through your liver. Wow. Fourteen, man, that's insane. No. When did it become like a regular thing? Like, how old did you become where it was a regular thing? Eighteen. Wow. Something like that. Not seventeen. 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 So yeah. you have like periods where you stopped, and then periods got back on. But yeah, I could never have done in my career what I did early on if I was on. Heroin. Yeah. No way. Didn't make sense. You can't function. Yeah. You can't function. Wow. So when you see like this, uh, this how many people get prescribed it today and you know how much of a pull it has on people mm -hmm. when you see i mean they, they prescribe it to people all the time people have injuries right. and i mean up until well, recently it depends on the injury if you really broke your back you know and your loved ones there you, they don't want you sitting there with a broken back if they really need it they really need it the problem is you got to go to a great doctor who knows how to wean you off it right because if they yeah. don't do it you'll be in withdrawals when you get out yeah. and then you're physically addicted to it that's yeah. the problem you're physically charlie parker the old saxophonist said something he said uh, they can get it out of your blood, but they can't get it out of your brain. You know, you, you keep remembering what it felt like. I mean, that's the problem. My friend Brendan Schaub's a guy who fights for the UFC. And he uh, was on the podcast recently talking about how he got his nose reconstructed. He broke his nose in a fight. He couldn't fight for a while and mm. he got hooked on pain pills. Mm. It's like they prescribed him to him and he started taking them. And he's taking, before he knew it, he was taking six a day and he's taking them every day. And yeah, after the reconstruction's done, he just can't stop taking them. Mm. And it was for months. Yeah, it's a shame. And he's not that, you know, he's not that guy. And that destroys your liver. You might as well get a fungo bat out and just hit your liver with it. Really? They, they, oh, that many pills, bam, bam, bam. And especially if you have some booze with them, fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it. Is that the only way to party, though? The booze? You gotta mix it? With the pills. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> Why is that more dangerous? Why is it more dangerous to mix Because the combination. It's like bam, bam. It's like a one-two punch. It's like an overdose type yeah, of It's effect. a one-two punch, man. A little water, a little, a little wine. <laughs> you marinate your liver.
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Done it plenty of times. Did you ever do it and make bets that you forgot about and wake up in the morning with like a stub in your pocket going, what the fuck did I bet? Well, I used to do that with, I, I told that story before, I used to do that with uh, Monday Night Football. I would bet at 5 o'clock and then I'd go drinking and I uh, would be drunk and I would call the bookie again at 7.30 so drunk and all I would do is bet on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, also, all I could do was lose the VIG, the tax for losing. So I lose uh, the VIG the next day. I call the book up, and I go, well, dude, what the fuck did you let me do that for? And he actually said this to me. He said, you got to learn a life lesson. Uh, <laughs> I said, thanks, Mr. Book. Your bookie's giving you life lessons. Uh, thanks, Mr. Gambino. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Unbelievable. Artie Lang, you've had a goddamn colorful life. Yeah, well. They don't make a dude like you the easy way. No, I haven't been easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're you, man, you know? That's yeah, the well, beautiful thing about life. Uh, yeah. What I was saying earlier about hanging out in pool halls, like you meet so many crazy, interesting characters. You do, you do. And it's fun. That's why it makes sense that you could play pool. Pro pro <laughs> well, the problem is you need a balance. Yeah. And uh, I could win a lot of money off those other people, too. Although I'm still a dirtbag. Well, that that hustle that you guys had is pretty strong. Though. That's a, that was that never failed except the one time I kept missing. Never yeah. failed. Think about it. Your buddy sets it up. It's like boom, yeah, ba boom. He just bobbles it. Yeah. Just <laughs> hits the point of the pocket and leaves it there. He's like Pete Carroll on the fucking Seahawks. Oh man, that's oh. hilarious that oh. you were doing that for so long. <laughs> How many times do you guys think you played that? Played what? Did that hustle? <sighs> In seven years, probably 3,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> You're just robbing people. Uh, no, we're just gambling. That's not gambling. You're, tri you're tricking them. You're I tricking used, them. I used it for the right thing. It's smart, though. Look, it's a, it's a clever move. It's America. It's America. It is. It's America. Free enterprise. Gamble. Come on, sweetie. Give me a break. Have you ever gotten in trouble for gambling? Is there a way, like, did they ever try to get you to tell who your bookie is? Yes, or? I got arrested for gambling once, and uh, my buddy did too, and we both kind of dummied up, and they let us go. You dummied up? I mean, you didn't No, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And they eventually have to let you go? Monkey no see, monkey no do. How long do they keep you for? Three hours. I mean, three days. <laughs> three days for gambling? Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, How'd you get caught? The suspicion of gambling. Suspicion you know. of gambling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three days. Yeah, yeah, what no. a country. Like Yakov Smirnov says. They want, to, they want to get somebody bigger. And I, I, I just, I'll be honest with you, I was much more afraid of the other person than the cops. I just was. I, you know, so I said, um, yeah. they have nothing on me, the lawyer said. They have nothing. Uh, you make it three days. Just sit here and shut up. So every time that somebody asks me, you go, uh, you know, what's going on? You, you gambling with this guy? I'm like, nah, I gambling. I don't like gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, I can't be, be careful. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get caught? Like, what was the circumstance? Uh, the place got raided. The pool. Oh. Over there, yeah. So you guys are playing cards? No, pool. Pool. We're we all shooting suspicion pool. of we were, gambling pool? All, you gotta... all shooting pool. Wow. Yeah. Three days? It was a major ring. This happened in the And 40s? there was card tables in the back. Oh. The card tables oh, in the back. Oh, okay. So it was a sweep. They were trying to get all the connected folk in the in the neighborhood. You can smoke that if you want. Let's face it, Joe. It was a setup. You think so? Yeah. Someone in, inside? I still, I still don't trust a couple of people. Ooh. Not me. Tell me more. Motherfucker. Those motherfuckers. Giants used to have a guy who announced all the games on the radio. His name was Jim Gordon. And so you'd have a bet on the game. And if you made a mistake, 
if you had a ton of uh, bet on the game and uh, he was on the radio, if he made mistakes, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. And, uh, you know, it, it would get it would get nerve-wracking. So, you know, you'd have all this money on the game, and here's what Jim Gordon would say. Sims drops back looking for a receiver. He's going way deep, long, long, way down for Baker, baby. Touchdown, Giants! No, he dropped it! <laughs> <laughs> and then you get like physical, you get physical pain. <laughs> and then you get the uh, mega takes the ball his own 32. He crosses midfield 45 40, 35 30. He's got one man to beat the kicker. He's by the kicker. He'll score! No, he stepped out of the five! <laughs> one time, one time, I had $500 to my name. I put $1,000 on a giant game. And here's what this cocksucker said on the fucking fuck radio. <laughs> Giants have the ball fourth and goal from the one. Till the one setback. Hand off to... Maybe. He, he's in. Wait. No, I can't see it. Now word from Toyota. That's what that motherfucker did. Really, Listening to sports on the radio while you're gambling has yeah, got to be no, one of the craziest no. fucking things ever. Very difficult to do that. <laughs> Well, that's how people did it. Back in the old days, they had the Joe Frazier fights on the radio. Frazier with the right hand. Down goes Frazier. Yeah, that was on the radio. Down goes Frazier. Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling at the Garden. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they used to have those events where people would huddle over the radio and listen to sporting events. Yeah. My grandfather uh, used to do that with baseball. They used to hover over the right field fence with their legs waiting to charge the field before the last out was made. Their, Their leg was in play. That's certainly not allowed. Yeah, certainly not allowed. My grandfather used to do that, especially games that weren't on television. Yeah. He would listen to them on the radio, sit in front of his fucking couch, listen to the radio in a Yankee game. Wow. Be very connected to what <laughs> happened there. Very excited about it. The Yankee fan? Yeah. There was some gambling in my family. My grandmother was involved in running the numbers, and wow. she got arrested, and she wouldn't rat them out, so they put her in jail for six months. And she would no make, kidding. Yeah, she would make sweaters for the guards and shit. Damn it, that's a woman. <laughs> Damn it, that's a woman. Uh, she was fresh off the boat. You know, she came oh, here when she was God bless a young her. girl. God so. bless her. When you come here when you're a young girl and you grow up with that, like, first-generation immigrant family, yeah. like, that's a different kind of animal. She God was, bless her. She, you don't wrap people out back then. Of you course like, you don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking to you. I'm sorry. I think you have another show that you have to get to. Yeah, I don't do want you to leave, though. I'm telling you. Everything's a big, uh, big fucking arrangement. Is that what it is? <laughs> you got a bunch of people telling you what to do. You can smoke that. Just smoke it. You don't have to stuff it in can there. Can I? Well, I'm not going to smoke it. I Just got no fucking... There's a lighter. I threw you a lighter. Show not now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Here. Here's a... Here's a right there. There's one beside you. There's a little... <laughs> Mm. Okay, so. <laughs> Thank you very much. What, we have an air cleaner on right now. Probably not that good. I'm going to watch the smoke drift. Whoa. See if it goes towards the I'm, air cleaner at blow all. It, blow it towards <laughs> me. I'm good. What the fuck is that? Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Where are you supposed to go after this? Well, this has been something else. This has been fun. I actually have a dinner with somebody. Special, uh, special something. Let's, uh, let's just say it's a very special person. Mm. Let's what? just name the. I'm having dinner with someone who's named. Uh, well, it, it, his name rhymes with Shmiam Neeson. Oh, wow! <laughs> That's cool. I'm playing a vigilante. <laughs>
Interesting. In a film. Are you the mastermind of the organization that leads him to his daughter that's been kidnapped? No, I play a cabbie he kills in the first three seconds. He snaps really? on that. Wow. <laughs> he's kicking people's asses at 80. A lot. I mean, it's like he's really cashing them. He's cashing in on this. But what an unlikely scenario. The guy becomes an action star deep into his 50s, I think, or his 60s. Yeah, after his wife dies. Yeah. How weird. Yeah. Every, all of a sudden, he's kicking everybody's ass. Like all these Taken movies. I have a very special set of skills. You know, where was all that before? This, before he was like, you know, a reasonable man in movies. Uh, uh, talk about obnoxious people. Rob Schneider. So Rob Schneider was going to do a movie with uh, Steven Seagal, right? He told this story on Stern. And he goes into Seagal's uh, dressing room. Seagal comes out of the back and uh, he says to t uh, Rob Schneider, I just read the greatest script ever written and Rob Schneider said my god that's great who wrote it and he said I did <laughs> <laughs> you never know who you're gonna run into those guys exist yeah they do and they exist out here in yeah. abundance. more than anywhere more than anywhere because 50 of the 50 percent of this town works the other 50 percent fucks the 50 percent town that works wives whoa strong words thank you so much I think uh, there's definitely a lot of people out here that are like that, though. There's a lot of bores in the world. There are. How do you stop that? Huh? How do we prevent that, Artie? You try to hang out with the right clique of people. Right. And if someone gives you shit, you repeat the mantra my therapist told me in the late 70s. <laughs> which is, of course, your verbal bullets are nothing against my armor of self-confidence. <laughs> wow, strong words. Remember that one. That should be like on Instagram. Next time you're feeling down, just remember that one. There will be a photo of you, I predict, that someone will put up on Instagram <laughs> with those words and you smiling, holding a cigarette. <laughs> no, I, told, uh, I, told my I told my mother, uh, if she ever died, I'm put three, three words on her tombstone. She said what? I said, bitch could cook. <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, <laughs> your Instagram had a photo of her with some of the or some of the food she cooked for your Super Bowl party. It was a, a big aluminum tray. Oh yeah, oh, oh no, what was that? Yeah, if you're ever anywhere near my house, you have to come for the Super Bowl. Sausage and peppers, meatballs uh. with fried green uh, peppers, galamad, and uh, rigatoni with meat sauce, uh, a little salad, Dude, and of course in. some bread, a little lot salad. Oh, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I got a quick fucking shoot. I, I help you out with a lot of things, Hendry, come on. <laughs> come on, Hendry, I'm worried about you. You may fold on the questioning. <laughs> Dude, I'll fly in for that. What do you want? The leg of the wing. I'll tell you what. You fly in for that, I'll fly in for the... Uh, the for pool the, tournament? Okay. The pool tournament. It's a deal. The pool tournament I'm so in, you have no idea. I know you're in. No idea. I can see. After watching you play today, you play good. And you too. Me and you will be in the finals. We'll shoot well, some pool. I'll say that to Dom. And they, they might uh, fucking... Are they good? They back out. Are they good? No, are you guys good? Back out. No. Dom and Dom is uh, Dom's good though, not right. these guys. But oh, Dom's good and uh, Adam Ferrara is pretty good and Greg Fitzsimmons is good. But these right. guys not so good. I'm in. But you're the you're the, the like you're the front runner. <laughs> and Ferrari can get out pretty good too. But Greg can get out too. Greg can get out. All right. Pocket right, pool. I'm good. I'm in, man. I you are. You're like a world champion, yeah. right? Totally. <laughs> He's a pocket pool ace. Ace in the hole. Uh, I, I, in all honesty, I'm in, and please, I'd, I'd love to see you back east. But uh, Joe, thanks for thanks for supporting me too, man. Through that bullshit, please. I appreciate it, man. Listen, yeah. you're you are a real comic, and oh, I fine. love you. I love your personality. I love 
I love you. Let it. I all love hang you. Out. We go back a long time, man. Yeah. And, Sketch in '95, right? Well, yeah, this is a long time. Yeah, but you've yeah. always been cool. I've always enjoyed your company. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. I appreciate. And it. Um, what 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 is Artie Quitter? How's this? What is that? It's just uh, Artie Lang was taken, and uh, I noticed that this poet Charles Bukowski had in his epitaph, "Don't try." His thing was, <laughs> and that's all it said. He goes, it, the art of quitting is is underrated. And I said, for peace, I'll quit something before I die. So that's what that means. Beautiful. Artie Quitter. Artie Quitter. Yeah. Artie Quitter, ladies and gentlemen. And Artie, uh, your podcast website, one more time. ArtieQuitter.com is the same place. Artie Quitter, Twitter, Artie Quitter, all one word, dot com. Artie Lang Uncensored. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Crew, thanks, Joe. Uh, that was fun, man. That was fun.